Welcome back, Hawklings, to another fantastic, another fun, another exhilarating episode of Electric Talk, brought to you by Electric Hawk. Uh, today, our guest has been pairing up the wave and trap scene uh, for the past few years. Uh, we're going to get to know him more. You guys know him as Manu. Um, as always, my name's Tony. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are. I'm Sean. And then our Yo, guest today. Oh, sorry, boys. <laughs> I'm okay. Let's keep it going there. It happens. It happens. <laughs> it happens. Our guest today is Manu. Yo, yo, yo. What's up? <laughs> there we go. Um, so today, you know, we're going to jump into, you know, past remixes from our boy. Uh, we're going to possibly hear about some new things coming out. Um, we're going to ask him some drilling questions about you know playing shows what it's like to be an artist and uh where he draws a lot of inspiration from so let's just get right into it uh sean you got a first question for a man yeah um you know i figured that you are kind of one of the i, I wouldn't uh, maybe pioneers of wave music the coming of wave music into the 2020s, 2019, 2020s. Um, can you just explain what, in your opinion, the wave music genre is? Yeah. All right. Sure. I just want to first say that for me, I feel like I wasn't so much a pioneer for the, the wave scene. I feel like it was a lot of guys building like a lot of bricks before us. Um, but I think guys like myself, Skeller and Dead Crow really helped kind of um, elevate and push it into more of a mainstream, more of a festival-based audience. Um, but yeah, so so what what I think it is, it's it's really like a motive-based music, and it's like heavily focused on like trap trap beats with like really spacey vocals and like more of like a dark, um, ominous kind of atmosphere. Um, so I feel like that's that's its main um, difference point of difference between. Uh, like other other bass genres, I think it's just like the the super strong emotion that it has, and then especially with like once you start tearing it into the the more festival side of it, the more hard wave stuff, I guess it's just it's more trance kind of inspired, and you know with heavier drums, he heavier basses, you know louder, more more aggressive, more intense kind of build ups. Um, so similar to what you'd have in like normal trap stuff, but with a much stronger focus on um, emotion and and melodies and. Um, I guess the sonics are slightly different to most of the other genres out there, apart from obviously hard style and trance. Now, what I'm like, as me being like a first time listener back in like 2020 to being introduced to wave music, I literally thought it was a genre like, you know, Skeller introduced it to me as like yeah. his night drive mix where it's like, Oh, it's like music you can drive a hundred miles an hour through like New York City to yeah. without the police chasing you. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. But it in my opinion, I'm like, wow, this kind of music is like you just lay back, let it let the emotions fill you with mm. the music and see where it takes you. And to him it's like, you know, it's like driving a car. How yeah. does it feel to you though? To me, it's, it kind of, it was like when I first, when I first really heard a lot of the hard wave stuff that was going on and became super inspired by it, for me, what it, it really did was it created this, like this world and this space inside my head. And it was just kind of like, it hit me at the right time where I was mentally as well. And like a lot of things connected, like I've always really been interested in futurism and like cyberpunky kind of stuff and dystopians kind of you know worlds and those scenarios and the music when i heard it, it was just like it just encapsulated um those like visions that that, that i was seeing and, the, and the, the things that i would really like to look at um and it just it felt like it was like the the future or something like that it felt like i was living in the future by listening to this music and and the and the thing that really hammered it home for me was just how I was emotionally connected in it as well, because just the way that the music is written, it's so 
emotional. So I had like sonics and sounds that like I'd always kind of been looking for to attach to um, visions and stuff that I've seen before. And then, you know, on top of that, we have the emotion side of it. Um, so that's how I've kind of always experienced that. And, you know, just like you said as well, like driving in your car, driving through the city, I think, especially like Skeller's Night Drive mixes and a, a lot more of the, the OG wave sound. Um, yeah, it's just perfect for that. And just like chilling at, chilling at night and just getting in a vibe and, you know, having to think about stuff. I think it's really great for that. Yeah, I totally agree. And uh, with the whole genre, now, you, now you're breaking down music, the wave music scene into different genres you have hard wave now um you have so much and you specify your sound as being new rave what is this creation is this creation similar to wave music like what is it exactly yeah so i think so new rave for me is kind of just the whole space in the whole world and just like my branding um but i still feel like my music kind of you know is definitely in that that wave or more like more like hard wave but um i think my my point of difference originally was just like the way that i was kind of writing that my hard wave kind of stuff it was sounded a little bit different but i think you know um as it's been like two years from that now i'm kind of looking back and being like actually you know what it was it was just wave really it was all wave slash hard wave new rave i feel like originally i was kind of trying to do it as more of a genre thing the new rave um aesthetic but yeah now it's just more like you know more of a branding thing and more of a more of a mindset and more of a vision Mm. but uh yeah so i I still feel like you know new rave wave hard wave they're all they're all the same thing i think to me yeah it's still all so cool that it's just encapsulate it's all encapsulated in this one environment yeah Yeah, exactly it's one world it all lives in that so i love it mate i really do love it Mm-hmm. it's it's a beautiful genre and as many people just recently discovered it too i mean the united states is just discovering it it's gonna get out of hand soon well you know what i think i think the fact that it like i, I almost want to do like a study or like like write a paper i mean i'm not really academic or anything but to write a paper on like why did wave have so much success in 2020 and i i feel like i'm not sure i kind of want to hear your opinion but i feel like because COVID happened, pandemic happened. A lot of people were at home. A lot of people weren't feeling 100%. Um, and then suddenly there's this genre that's presented to them that kind of, in a way, was kind of like representing the world that was happening at that moment. And like I, like I keep saying, like the, the emotional aspect of it as well. I feel like a lot of people really connected to it then, you know, maybe they didn't want to really listen to massive buildups and all that kind of stuff. They just wanted like to chill out for a bit. So I think Wave was able to really get pushed to the front of the scene. As well, yeah. in timing that off the back of Skeller getting played by R.L. Grime and then Dead Crow and, and myself having more success with that in like the, the R trap scene on Reddit. And then that just kind of spread from there. So, yeah, I, really interesting. I think it took off in a year when there was a pandemic and a lot of people weren't feeling great, which is kind of like what the music came Yeah, out. it's like lo fi yeah. beats to overthrow the government, too. <laughs> shit. Shit, you gotta start a wave label just so you can have that as the tag yeah. <laughs> oh jesus yeah <laughs> definitely our trap i feel like played a huge part our trap fucking like has been posting you guys for like three years now mm-hmm. sometimes four years and like you guys have just they've latched on to you guys like you and like everyone you're saying like skeleton and dead crow and yeah Oh gosh, yeah. When he when Arl Grime played Skeller, I just there's a crowd video where everyone starts losing their shit. Yeah, yeah. Was that his edit of Arcadia? Yeah, 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 dude. That I'm. I think that just opened up so many people's eyes. Um, the the Wave Pool subreddit got 500 new followers after that, like 500 Jesus. new followers. Yeah, so it's just like it was super massive for them too. So I think Arl was the the catalyst for it, and then you know. All, all the guys in the scene were just like, everyone was ready to, to, to keep carrying the flag for it. I mean, last year he played a lot of wave tunes in his Halloween mix, which I recognized. And then you were a part of his um, like whole Halloween series last year. And this year he played more of the same. And it was 
yeah. he's still spreading it around and it it's still becoming it's catching the world on fire basically and it's it's not i mean it's like there's so many branches to it but rl grimes really pushing it and helping artists like you dead crow skeller and yeah. more and more of the same artists get push it as well yeah and you know he's he's helping push all of us and then we're all seeing like you know like dead crow's got He's he's just been signed to like United Talent and he's got like a really good manager now. It's like last year or like you know the year before that. Um, yeah, I, like I, I didn't think he even even had a manager. I'm not sure. I don't want to speak on his behalf, but I feel like a lot of us, like even Skeller, he's he's got a booking agent now. He's got a manager now. So yeah, it was uh, like uh, I don't remember who's specifically with them, but it, it's like the Vibe Admissions team, right? Is it Vibe Admissions or Vibe Digital? My Vibe Digital. Vibe Digital. Yeah, Vibe Digital. I feel like also has helped like get behind like a lot of these artists and give them uh, like more saying power and. Dude, hundred percent. Well, they're they're like the OGs, you know, as well as yeah, Liquid Mutual and that. But like specifically, Vibe Digital in America, they've been doing it for like the last five years. So they've they've built these super solid foundations for all these um, other wave guys to kind of bounce off. You know, they built it. Arograms helped lifted them up, um, you know, as well as everyone else. That you know, all the like the whole audience listening has really helped everyone kind of um, get yeah. get some serious speed behind them. Super dope to see these like beacon set up over time and slowly like they're all getting lit and connected. Yeah, that's that's a really nice way to put it. Um, so we're talking about you know like if people are listening and you know they're pretty familiar with wave music and um that uh you know kind of niche area of trap like who are you listening to right now that you're finding like new smaller people or people that you know maybe only you you've found you know like they have like 100 followers or something and then you're like everything i keep listening to is just great heat or maybe you're not yeah i mean to be honest i'm i'm pretty i'm slacking in my sound soundcloud digging uh avenues i haven't really been um doing too much digging but there's there's first the first guy that comes to mind is a guy called taneki i don't know if you guys have heard of him i have i have written an article yeah. about taneki and yeah. uh one of his songs last year that dropped yeah yeah so yeah he's like he's like a smaller wave dude from chile and like he's making super, super stoke stuff but i mean he, he's got like three thousand followers so he's like he's not that small um but yeah, I haven't really been keeping my head down too much. Obviously, like the guys, like you know, Sublab Remnant, we should definitely be throwing their names in the mix when we talk about Dead Crow and, and Skeller as well. I think they're they're both quite important. Um, but yes, small guys. Um, or Astral. I don't. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not I'm not been digging digging too much. A, a lot of the time as well, it's like there's just so many. Um, especially like with these these OG wave sounds. Um tracks from russia there's just so many guys i can't even think of the name but like they're all in my soundcloud likes but i think there's a lot a lot of really good super emotional super dark classic wave sound um coming out of russia which makes sense because that was kind of like a, a like a really big home for it it's like where a lot of scalers fan bases as well and where they had the first big you know wave festival in in uh, russia so really that's cool yeah yeah, it's like a thousand people. Uh, like obviously, Vibe Digital and stuff, and Liquid Ritual have been doing wave shows. But I think like, um, I think it was just like a like a really big one. Like yeah, thousand people, like a super big fucking um hall. Proper like lasers, light show, like VJ and all that kind of stuff. That sounds sick. Yeah, it started twenty twenty. Uh, Scalar was headline. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, twenty twenty. Hey, back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, now that we are kind of still in the whole live stream thing around the world, um, because here in the States, we do have representation of, as you said, Dead Crow, Hex Cougar, even, yeah. you know, while you're across the world in Australia, you know, you said like you have artists like R.L. Grime making marks like helping you make marks, like having you release on their labels. Is there any other like ways that 
you're making the wave music mark with live streams or label releases and what about your own country in Australia? I know that seems like, you know, you have a good amount of artists, especially dubstep artists that live out there mm. that also, you know, make their name out there. Like Alice in Wonderland, yeah. um, Quix is New Zealand out there, I believe. Yeah. Um, you know, how, did, how do you make your mark around the world? For me, I think, yeah, I mean, Especially in my in, in our scene, right? Any any relation to Iowa Grime is just like an instant kind of kick up. And it's like an instant step up. So I mean that like you said, that that was just huge to me. Just like releasing on Sable Valley and having him play my stuff in in the the Halloween mixes. Um yeah, collaborating with guys like Hex Cougar, Jules, Crane, um, that all really helped me as well. Um and yeah, just I think this I don't know if this sounds kind of kind of dorky or whatever but like just just making something i think fresh as well what what i felt was fresh and what i felt was unique and a, a bit different i think combined with all those guys showing interest in me um helped me get onto like labels like night mode and stuff I'm, i don't know how jericho from night mode found me but you know that uh, night mode had been fucking awesome as well um and then liquid ritual as like helped me out with like the the more of the, like the uk scene they're really dope too so i think all the labels just supported me and like m making sure that i had you know good assets and stuff with the releases of my song to like solidify my branding as well i think that's like another thing worth noting is the branding side of it is super important in making sure that your your audience feels like they're connected to something other than just a song or just an artist and i feel like for me really getting that whole world building down and the whole vibe of it combined with having these big artists and these, these decent labels helping me out, um, really helped. Um, but yeah, in Australia, uh, around the time of my Halloween, uh, nine mix that I did for Ariel, I actually emailed the, the promoter that I really wanted to work with. Um, and I'd actually run into him a year before and like tried to get, get, get on his books and he kind of just kind of, um, brushed me off as he should have because I wasn't really doing anything. But yeah, I hit him up on the day of the stream and said, "Hey, I'm doing this. This is what I've been doing, X, Y, Z." Um, and he was like, "Yeah, super keen." Picked me up, and he that whole agency, Poster Child Agency, do like lots of great shows in Australia. So that's how I've been able to help solidify myself over here. And uh, I'm trying to connect with like the the radio presenters here in Australia. There's radio called uh, Triple J. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, so just trying to make sure that I'm like, just kind of getting my feelers out where, where I think they should be should be seen and yeah, and just just super like every time you know someone DMs you or like comments on your on your your stuff, just like trying to like just trying to like talk talk back to them and reply to them and just kind of so you've got all these these, these big pillars like the hourgram and the labels and the shows and stuff, but then just making sure that your audience feels like they're not just getting you know shafted or whatever that that. I'm pretty much saying, hey, thank you for showing me your support because it means I can get XYZ show or on, onto XYZ label, which means I can, you know, get to America one day and stuff. So just making sounds, a sounds genuine great. connection. Yeah, it, it it sounds kind of silly, but it really is. The more the more that you guys are investing in me, the more that I can actually go and do what I've you know wanted to do for the last ten years. Say so. I think I think all that kind of stuff has helped. Me. I don't think that's silly. That's pretty badass. Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah, no, feels like comfortable or, or confident enough to like, you know, just come out and say like, yeah, I like really try to interact with my fans because like, that's like, like if I don't have fans and I'm screwed. I'm fucked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. And so that's super dope. Like I would, I would be, I would feel proud of this for you, man. Literally. Not everyone does that. You know, some people really like get in, they make, they start making music for the love of it. And then, you know, five, 10 years down the line, they just do it because that's just what they do. Yeah. Yeah. You always got to have a goal. I think you always got to be pushing, moving forward to something, trying not to stay too stagnant, try to, try to keep moving. Maybe people in Australia are just more friendly. Because <laughs> you can't split. You can't blame culture on everything. All right, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> you can gaslight me whenever you guys want. Right. Although I, I have heard this, that apparently, so in, I'm not sure if this is true at all, but in the States, it's 
say you have a tradesperson coming to your house, it's more likely that the tradesperson is going to change their voice and the way that they speak uh, to fit the the person whose house they're working. So let's just say like with middle class and like lower middle class. But in Australia, it's the opposite. So we would have a tradie or tradesman coming to our house. The house owner will actually lower their tone and be a bit more like, yeah, g'day, mate. How you going? Like speak with a bit more of that like thick, thicker Aussie accent. So Jeez. I'm not sure if, if that makes sense. But yeah, to me, I'm like, fuck yeah, I, I love that. I love that Australia's like that, you know? <laughs> like we don't think we're like, you know, I mean, obviously everyone's different, but I like to think that our culture doesn't think we're too, you know, that way he's better than everyone else. Oh, on, shit. The flip side, though, on, the, on the flip side though, I, um, I think like you guys are so hot. You guys just hype each other up in America. I feel like this is super generalized, right? But like you guys really like, yeah, that's so sick that you're doing that. I think in Australia, it's a bit more of like a, I don't know if you guys know tall poppy syndrome. No. It's like, you know, there's like all the poppies in the field and like they want to cut down the tallest one. So they all look the same. I think in Australia, it's, it's, a bit, it's a bit like that. It's like people don't really want you to do too well, don't want you to get too much better than them. I don't know. This is all super generalized and just stuff I'm repeating from other things. That's I've an heard, interesting so. concept, though. Mm. I definitely feel like that is maybe more like 20, 30 years ago of the culture. <laughs> well, I am hearing it from my dad and, and people like that. So, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> I mean... I definitely think that that's like a hard thing now because like the world, there's so many parts of the world and like even like places that weren't like super like developed, you know, 30 years ago now have like Walmarts and McDonald's and like iPhone cell service and stuff. And so I think it's made it to where there's so many different types of people and like types of societies and like communities and how they interact. It's like yeah. super hard to like nail down that like, like you know, one country does this or even like one area does this because there's yeah. so many people now. For sure, yeah, totally agree. Um, the world is globalized, yeah. man. Yeah, that's true. It's I mean, there's different parts of the world that's that are so much different and they they're gonna obviously they have there's gonna be late evolutions in some parts of the world but you know i it that's that's not music let's let's talk about music tony you got the next question (laughs) um all right next question is what song have you had on repeat lately oh god um just scalar's nitro Part uh, part two, to be yeah. honest, just just that mix, yeah, yeah. I'm not haven't really been listening to too many songs, um, but yeah, I love to put on night drive if I'm not working on music and just chilling, or if I'm doing like other kind of work, yeah. So yeah, you know, it's just a whole canon of IDs, and then that's all you need. It's just so good. An hour and a half of just like all original music from him. It's just no so thinking, good. just. ID, ID, ID. Skeller, ID. Do you have a song coming up with Skeller, though, don't you? We got a few. Just trying a to get few. it. A few. We got a few, yeah. I think Jesus. you guys, are, I think only one's been heard, though. Um, Breaking actually, I think news. By, by, by Digital put a, a, a second one of ours in their uh, Look Forward mix of 2022, but I, I haven't had it. I haven't had the chance to check it out yet, but yeah. Well, now I'm about to. <laughs> yeah, so we've we're just um, I don't know. He's obviously super busy. I'm pretty busy myself, so we're just trying to find the right time to when we can kind of delve in and like f- finish them all up, and you know may- maybe do an EP or maybe just release them as singles. But yeah, are you sh- are you sure he's busy? He doesn't have a social <laughs> media. <laughs> <laughs> That guy is working full time, and makes like a billion IDs a year. I don't, I don't know how how he does it. Yeah, he just just isn't active on social media. And I, I love that about him as well. That he's so like just not falling into the, the machine that I think a lot of us other artists have felt that we needed to. I mean, obviously some enjoy it, and I enjoy it to an extent. But yeah, I would love to just be able to delete 
social media for a few weeks or a month or something. And still yeah. have the fan base that follows you around. That's just crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The man is cracked. You work a full-time oh. job too. It's like, what? Where, where do you get time to, to make all these songs? And he just, I think what he does is he just doesn't, in this, this music, it doesn't sound like he's overthinking the songs at all. He's just like, got a vibe. It's stripped back for the most part. And he kind of just goes, yeah, that's, that's the song. And that is just someone who's so confident in their own music and their ability that they're not overthinking it and tweaking it. I just don't see how else you could, churn out so many songs and he's probably got like you know a hundred other ids that didn't even make the cut for the mix this and that's how you know when like maybe sometimes you need to stop making music because you're so like you have so much music they and then some others struggle with like writer's block yeah do you do you have like troubles like figuring out something like if you're having a tough time with how you feel during a song like you know if the motion's not there you don't mm. you just drop it all together have you ever felt like that before yeah i feel like that for pretty much most songs that i'm working on unless it's a song that i happen to finish in you know a few weeks or something like that i think the a, a big thing for me is um second guessing myself in especially in the final stages of finishing it like second guessing if i even like the song if if it's unique enough is he how's the arrangement what's the like not even talking about the mix down at this point but just like the song and the vibe and the whole aura of the song it's like do i like it one day i like it one day i don't so i think that's something that that holds me back and that's why i said you know skeller that's like such an amazing trait is, is what i say i'm just speculating that he seems so confident he's not second guessing his own music He's just going, yep, done, done, done. So I think that's, I mean, yeah, obviously I get writer's block too, but the biggest thing for me is getting a, getting a track and just going, is this good enough? Um, classic, you know, N- not, not thinking that, that the track's there. And then, and then I've got to mix it down and that takes me a long time because obviously I want to try to get it perfect. But I think, especially with some stuff coming out this year, I might just call it, call it done at like 90, 95%, just so I can m- move on to more songs move on to writing more music and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a tough one. Yeah, I agree. And well, I can't really agree on it because I don't make music for a living. <laughs> I listen to uh, it. Life stuff, I guess it can kind of apply to that. <laughs> yeah. Life stuff. You know? I mean, stop second yourself. Just do it. You know? Yeah. I, I guess you're right. Cause you know, at, at the same time, like, you know, with jobs, like, you know, you want to quit that job and move on to something better, mm-hmm. but you know, can you really though? Are you yeah. in the situation to? Yep, yep, yep. Maybe the song isn't actually that good, and you should be second guessing yourself. You know, it's so. like I want Tony to move out to Vermont with me, but he won't because he lives in Denver, and Vermont is in the middle of nowhere. Dude, you should definitely move to Denver. But <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, to- I. I <laughs> Yeah, because it's a big scene there, isn't there, Tony, for that wave and stuff? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm pretty sure the Black Box had a wave, uh, like a wave show uh, last year at the end. Can't yeah. remember. I think I saw one coming up as well. I just, I just know there's a lot of a lot of the wave acts there. I think, or not a lot. I'm, I'm not too sure. Like without and um, just be Connor and stuff. Yeah. Well, if wave music comes on the East Coast, you know I'm there. Well, it has <laughs> before. It's come to New York City. Oh, um, oh, well, I forget the show. It came on Is top that a of my digital head. one. It might have been. I think it was without, um, who was headlining, but I don't yeah. remember. Copy. Um, Kelpie. I'll get back to you in just a second. No, I don't think so. <laughs> right, okay. yeah. But I know that there was a wave music um, event in New York City sometime last year. That yeah, was like, I mean, you know, there's like guys that are in, like there's guys in America that are like doing it. Like there's lots, there's lots of acts there. I don't think right. there needs to be a delay or anything. Eh? I feel like there should be 
Let's get these shows cracking over there. Yeah, I mean, when like when are you coming over here? <laughs> is the question. Yeah. Oh, that is like how long's a piece of string? Unfortunately, you know, it's it's a uh, got it, like like I was saying before before we started the podcast. It's just um just a visa thing. It's just that small, well, not really small, but it's a it's a big big visa hurdle. I, I got to get through. Um, and then yeah, we'll I think just get you a fake one. You know what, Tony? Look, this is this is why you're here, mate. You've got the ideas, all right? That is yeah. Brilliant. So I got this guy. <laughs> I've heard about dude. I've actually heard about people doing that. All it's gonna cost you is one guestless spot, and you gotta put pickles on your writer. Just one. Yeah, just one pickle. Like one if more than one pickle, then we leave. You know what pickles are? Pickles. Yeah, I love pickles. Bro. <laughs> Okay, I was wondering because I didn't know if they had pickles in Australia. No. What? <laughs> My <laughs> world's global. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, numbers are everywhere. They, there's a lot of stuff that United States doesn't have that Australia. Like, um, I've heard of Marmite before. Yeah. Vegemite. Have you heard of Marmite before, Tony? I've, I've... Yeah, of course. What is it? Uh, it's so. What is it, Haimanu? Haimanu. <laughs> um, it's. It's God. He I, I had a that. Russian friend once who called it black cream. I don't even know what it is, but <laughs> I told you, <laughs> doesn't even know it. Black cream. I was like, what? Yeah, the, the Vegemite. Well, I mean, we have a different brand over here called Vegemite, and I I, I've heard of Vegemite. Vegemite. It's a savory yeah. food spread made from yeast extract. That sounds like correct. Yeah, savory food spread. There it's a byproduct of beer brewing. <laughs> It was invented by German scientist Justus von Liebig. That's rank byproduct of German of beer. They put, put it, it in. On they put it in pasta and crepes. Vegemite, marmite, marmite in crepes, in pasta. I, I, that's what I'm. I'm seeing. It looks like a crepe. Wow. Are you a fan of crepes? I mean, I don't really have them, but yeah, they're just like. No. Many, like Are there not pancakes. crepes in Australia? Guys, come on, world's global. Yeah, we, 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 <laughs> we got we we got we got crepes, but um, you just don't go out of your way for crepes. Yeah, exactly. Who does yeah. Imanu have for breakfast? I have Vegemite on toast. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Vegemite and, and like an avocado on top, bit of salt and pepper. It's pretty nice. I like my toast. Avocado toast is pretty good. Well, you have the Vegemite on the bottom, right? It kind of acts yeah. like the, the, you know, to counteract or to balance it out, you know? So is it like jelly? No, it's like, um, it's like butter that doesn't melt, really. So you just, you just only, I think what a lot of people go wrong is, they think you're putting you're putting it on like jam or like peanut butter, but you just put it on like super thin. You actually want more butter on your bread than you do Vegemite. I, I like to have like a two to one ratio of like butter to Vegemite. It's just like super small amount. Cooking with Hamanu. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we're going to we're going we're very doing a two topic. to one ratio on this piece of bread. <laughs> for you, those at home doing this for the first time, we'll let you do one to one, and we'll let you see what you think. But it may be a little soggy. Uh, and it has to be the right bread, you know, all that. Yeah, this is this has gone way off topic. <laughs> like, uh, that's the best kind of that's the best kind of podcast, I think. Yeah, just talking about random shit. Um, I just want to ask also, what what is your middle name really, Thor? It is. Yeah, what'd you say? That's that? cool. That's cool shit. It's actually been posted on Twitter, hasn't it? Yeah. Because I saw I saw the post where you composed um one of R.L. Grimes well helped produced yeah one of R.L. Grimes songs and said Haimanu Haimanu yeah. Thor in your last yeah. name. Um I'm like and everybody's in the comments like, yo, his middle name's Thor? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually Thor Loic. So the second word is Loic. It's like a French. It's a French name. My granddad's French. So um, yeah, I like my name. It's a good one. That's, you know, it's um, pit. Pit at the end, just 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 to solidify it. You know, it's like having a full stop at the end. Yeah, I mean, I have a great four-letter name. So, thanks, mom and Listen. dad. Yeah, <laughs> at 
They should have them asking at the start of the podcast. So how do you say your name again? Just want to clarify. Oh, come <laughs> on. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Nah. I'm joking. Nah, nah, come on. <laughs> I, I said it really bad again and again this podcast. So you know, well, it's talking. because I interviewed Louis Futon last year and I'd been listening to him for a long time. And I didn't realize, like, I realized that as I was saying it, as the mic was on and we were recording, that his name was a play on words of Louis Vuitton. And I never realized that. Oh, wow. And so, so now I just always got to, like, make sure <laughs> because <laughs> as I said, Louis Vuitton, I was like, there is no way in hell that that is what his name is. <laughs> so how do you actually say it? It's Is Louis. It? It's Louis Futon. Oh, like Louis right. Futon. Right. But right. so it's like Louis Vuitton, and it. I never realized that in like three years, uh, four years, good. something like that. It's really sad. Not always got to double check. <laughs> the play on word names are so like they're so difficult because that I think we had we also had a podcast. In December, where we had um, who was it, Doctor Ozzy, and we thought it was Doctor yeah. Ozzy, but it was Doctor Ozzy. I'm like, what? Yeah, I'm what? like, I how? I just never knew this. I guess I thought it was Doctor Oz. That's he, like if people spend their whole life thinking his name was Real Grime. <laughs> Earl. Why do I keep calling him Earl Grimes with an S? Earl. Earl Grime. <laughs> Earl Grime. Earl Grime. <laughs> My name is Oral Grime. Oh, oh man, I mean, still cool middle name, honestly. Yep, yeah, before the movie as well. At least it wasn't you know like the Thor movie didn't come out, and then they called me Thor. I thought that would have been a bit hey yummy, but I think I got like um Danish or like Scandinavian ancestors. Oh yeah, my my, my great granddad's name was like Thor Benson, so I think that's where it came from. So your great granddad could have inspired the movie Thor. Highly likely, yeah. <laughs> have you ever met Chris Hemsworth? Yeah, he actually lives down the street from me. Oh yeah, he does live there. No, 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 no. I'm <laughs> no, I thought he did live in. What does he eat for breakfast? What is <laughs> probably like three hundred eggs or something? So <laughs> three hundred <laughs> eggs with the shell. Yeah, with, with the shell. shell. I mean, the shell's half the protein. <laughs> um, all right, fine. We'll pull back the music for a second. Um, all right, all right. So, uh, a little birdie told me that you have possibly an alternate SoundCloud account called Something More. What is that for? Damn, nice. Um, well picked up. Uh, that is just for, um, just to. If I feel like I just want to put something out there into the world and I don't want to go through the whole process of listening through Hamano, and if it doesn't really sound like a Hamano kind of hype track or even a Hamano chill one, if it's just more of like a, I don't know, it's just like a different vibe. It, it, I particularly, you know, tend to upload after I've had a few beers and it's like 11 p.m. or something and I've just finished a song or just worked on a song or going through my catalog, you know, oh, fuck it, I just want to put this out and just see what happens, see if people like it. So that's that's kind of what it is. It's just a bit of like a, a bit of a release, I guess. Just put something out into the world, see if people like it. Don't don't spend too long thinking about it, you know. Just rip some artwork from the internet, all good. You know, don't need to do socials or pre-save link or all that kind of stuff. It's just nice to do it. That it's a good kind of mindset. Way. It's a good mindset. Yeah. Just like put it out and like not just 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 you know, it's your music. Like you, it it's also like. A different emotional side that of music where we didn't see before mm. in your like originals where you've released with like by yourself or with like crane or hex yeah. cougar or like more kind of like aggressive emotional stuff like this more is like softer yeah and that's that is i guess you know what you've actually described it well for me that is what it is. I think for Hermano, it's, it's always got to, even if it's like a chill, more like emotional track, I still want there to be like a certain level of energy in it. But with this other one, it's, I feel like it's a bit more 
depressed in a nice way and a bit more comfy and um at home and just like it's been more thoughtful and yeah i guess it's it's, it's the side of it yeah i do get what you're saying and it's like yeah it it does relate like you have your more punchy powerful tracks on your own project and this project's quote unquote something more yes to you exactly and you know i can can resample ariana grande if i want to and not give a fuck and not have to be worried about getting copyrighted or anything like that. Not that I probably would for money, but it's probably better just to play it safe and don't and try to avoid resampling when it's like a officially released on Spotify. But this is a SoundCloud whip, you know. Kind of just kind of do whatever I want with it, which is fun. Yeah. Have you um, released on Audius before, though? I I have. I put my tracks up onto there, yeah, but I've not oh, okay. um, released like side. I haven't released anything from something more onto that. Like no and no exclusives at all, like I'm on exclusives. No. No, I haven't. Oh, interesting. Because artists Should do be- like nah, I mean I mean Audius I I don't have an opinion on Audius because I never download I never had the thought to either what, download it or have it on my computer or open and listen to like exclusive music from artists. Uh, it's just another. I think I. I don't. I have no. Tony, do you know what? Like, yeah, I got you. Works? Um, yeah. Give, just, give me a little detail. I mean, it's just definitely more uh, artist friendly. I think that's kind of the idea behind it. Is that it's like essentially by the artist for the artist. Um, one sec. He's getting described. Sorry, big cough. Um, <laughs> but. Um, I mean, they have a pretty, I think, connected and uh, like the people that made it are, you know, still actively trying to listen to music, you know what I mean? And find mm-hmm. good music and um, have relationships, you know, some somehow in the industry. So like, it's not just like people trying to like make a new platform to make money. Uh, it's yeah. like people that are, you know, trying to make a living, but trying to make a way to where you know eventually maybe they have enough you know playing power where spotify or apple music or whatever soundcloud have to pay reasonable rates for plays um and streams because you know it's kind of ridiculous um that you know we have to have these alternate website uh services like bandcamp Mm. you know have like specific days of the week to like buy buy music from your favorite artists so they like actually yeah. like can like pay their bills that that month from mm. you know dope music that they made and you know if more things were like that uh which i think audience is trying to work towards uh you know we don't have to have all these extra extenuating requirements of artists like you can just be a producer like yeah. you used to be able to like you don't have to be hilarious or funny on TikTok or, mm. you know, have a, you know, cult following on Twitter where everyone thinks that whatever you say is hilarious or, mm. um, or like people think you're mysterious and you have to have some sort of moniker or like thing about you, your project instead of just like making dope music. That's like, yeah. sometimes that's all people want to do. They like, they play shows, they show up, they take their shoes off they plug in their USB, they play their hour, and they're like, all right, dope, that was cool. Like, they're not yeah. really interested in, like, the party part. They're interested yeah. in, like, making the vibe. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that audience gives is trying to give a bigger voice to that kind of part of the industry. Right. And so the, I feel like, I mean, I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong. But that's kind of that's kind of what I've gathered. That's um, a vibe up there, too, I think. Change, changing the status quo a bit yeah and they just recently got in-app visualizers which are pretty dope they give like big windows media player vibes oh yeah dope. yeah so that's that. cool um but yeah i mean they're always trying it seems like they're always trying to come up with cool like innovative or nostalgic kind of deals and 
I don't know. I definitely think it's something to watch out for and, you know, possibly, you know, make sure your music's it's on open. it. And Yeah. Yeah, that's a good, it's a really good point, man. I mean, especially that thing they did last year, like, it was just obviously huge. Like, if you got plays on audio, so you get X amount of audio coin or however, whatever you want to call it. Um, like that's Oh, yeah. Fucking massive, you know, that they did that. I think yeah, a lot of the people a... that are involved in that project are like, super into the whole you know web3 kind of vibe as well so i think i think i think you're definitely right they're trying to like you said give give like a voice and also kind of change shit up a bit so like we're not we're, artists still aren't paying for inverted commas you know fucking distribution fees and shit like that from labels and stuff which is just kind of ridiculous definitely. yeah um i mean you don't have to talk me into wanting to burn it all down yeah, I'm, I'm there. I'll do it. That, that's very much what I'm about. It's like fifty percent of my conversation. Oh, dude, I, I've people on the airport train are like, dude, I don't, I don't know you. <laughs> I have headphones in, bro, and I'm like, no, but like, it's no, so no, oppressive. Oh, I could talk for hours about that shit, dude. Honestly, <laughs> no, yeah, we can't get yeah, into I'm it. We'll get in trouble. Totally sick of it. Yeah. <laughs> Tony's on the. I don't want to be Yeah. Tony's not what he's going. We need you to get your visa. Yes. But like, we heard you you on that podcast. (laughs) We need your visa. Oh, if we're going to do illegal stuff anyway, may as well get there illegally too, right? Exactly. See. No, it's illegal. We're on the same wavelength. Wave. Yeah, that's true. You know what's illegal though? Spotify not paying their artists more money than they should. And I was like, I was gonna say Tony should be on the doorstep, like <laughs> knocking, burning the place down. Oh yeah, I'm so annoying. Like I don't even need to burn it down. I'll make them like want to burn it down. <laughs> so, like we need to find somewhere else to go that he doesn't know about. <laughs> uh, go to South Dakota. All right, so. In your opinion, Amanu, what do you think has been the biggest moment for the wave music movement? I want to say Ariel Grime playing Arcadia, but he's edit of Arcadia. I think that wave was already churning along four years, five years, six, seven. I'm not, not quite sure. I know it's been along for several years. And that was just like, Everyone who was into, like, not everyone, but a lot of people that were into trap and bass and, like, electronic stuff and, like, future bass even, heard that and was like, wait, wait a second, what is this? And like I said before, they got 500 new people joined the subreddit. It's people like me hearing it and going, what the fuck? Looking up Scalar and being like, yo, what is this? Why, though, and all those kind of guys that were doing it originally. Um, and I think a lot of us heard that. And then from there, I, I'm not sure if anything's had as big as an impact as that, but... Lots of other milestones have obviously been Dead Crow releasing on Sable, myself releasing on Sable, Scala getting released by um, Scala being in like Halloween 9 and all, and Halloween 10 and stuff. And all those, basically, uh, keep going back to Aragorn, but I mean, he's such a goat, right? But like everything that he does where he supports it is just like another little little step up. But I think, yeah, the original, the biggest boost for the whole, the whole scene and culture was back in like late 2019. Early 2020. I think ever since then, it's just been on a really steady um, incline quite rapidly, actually. And especially with the live streams where, you know, there's been certain, like certain labels or certain artists hosting live streams and helping, like having artists like you on, like I said, Halloween um, for his Halloween 9 mix, you know, having you on mm. right before. He played like uh, Henry played yeah. R.L. Grime, um, which was I feel like defining moment for me, like listening to wave music. Do you have a defining moment yourself, like in your career so far? Like, what's the biggest moment in your own opinion? Like, uh, like as yeah. yourself, like in your music, not like anything else. How how's like your career? Yeah. I think a lot of them, there's a few I can think of and <laughs> all related to Ariel Grime. Again, I know he's a man of the hour. Um, but having 
I think the release with the the co-production credits was fucking huge for me because it was like, holy shit, you know, I'm actually, I'm on a song with RL and, you know, if, if everything works out and everything, and there's justice in the world, you know, maybe I'll be able to release a collab with him one day and that would probably be my biggest moment. But that, the, doing the Halloween 9 mix before him was fucking huge, you know, having 10,000 people turn up was just beyond crazy for me. My, my girlfriend actually took the day off work and came over and surprised me. We watched it together. It was fucking sick. Um, the Arrow Grime remix I did for him back in 2018 at that time was probably the biggest thing that happened. Um, but yeah, and then and then uh, I think releasing the, the Hex Cougar collab as well as well. Or just having that the whole hype about it and like everyone kind of wanted to be released was pretty big. But yeah, yeah probably uh, the probably the biggest one was the Halloween Nine mix. Ghost, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, everybody was going crazy. Like, RL Grime played that during his set, and you played that during yours that night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So but he played the whole song was just like, holy fuck! I had I... the bike, and I was like, surely not, surely not. And the he just kept playing it. I was like, this motherfucker, this legend. I remember that because at the He's end, still of the year, playing it. <laughs> He's still playing it. He's still going. My mate who was listening messaged me, and he goes, surely not. He's surely not playing the second drop. And I was messaging him back. Going, nah, there's no way. There's no way. And then he dropped it. And we fucking, yeah. That was fucking, that was a pretty, pretty big moment. Yeah. I mean, his Halloween mixes are always epic. And I remember like during the end of the year, 2020, I was like, what? Like uh, one of the, uh, one another blog was like, yeah, this is the most anticipated release of Haimanu Hex Cougar collab. I'm like, wow, this is, this collab is probably going to go like big places on sable valley and sure enough it was released on sable valley yeah yeah um yeah like jesus yeah man yeah that was that was freaking wild and when it hopped it fuck me when our trap voted for like best of 2020 or whatever and then skeller dead crow and me just like jumped in top three and skeller got best mix like second best mix of the year as well it's just like, holy shit, this is like for real happening. This is like, the boys are on, you know? I remember that. <laughs> the boys are on. The boys are on it. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, I I need you guys all to figure out your Visa, MasterCard, American Express, whatever <laughs> things. And, okay, one, like, who, who decided that we were going to call, like, temporary passports visas? Like, how does that make any sense? Like yeah, Visa was around. I'm, I feel like back then. Does it, is it sure for something? I don't think so. I don't know what it, like verification of immigrant. I don't know. I don't think so. But I don't know. But imagine if all ah, of you guys got your visas and you guys played a show in a warehouse with like two lasers. Dude. It would be fucking wild, mate. And just like a sick sound, like just put all the money on the sound system, you know? No, exactly. Yeah, fuck the fucking, no VJ, no lights, just some lasers. Yeah, it would be just, oh my God, that would be so hot, dude. And yeah, especially Skeletor said, man. I'm in Australia and I can't even see the man play. It's fucking wild. You just, you just shows just getting cancelled left, right and center. Crazy. Oh, yeah. It's, it's crazy at times. Um... All right, we're probably going to wrap it up soon. Um, I do have a very major question to ask you. And, you know, it, it's kind of like what we asked before, like, you know, who do we follow in the wave music community, blah, blah, blah. But I want to give you, like, your thoughts. Like, you know, you're on an island, and it's called Australia, and you're stranded mm-hmm. with three things but these three things are just not things but they are songs or you know mixes mm-hmm. or albums which three songs albums or mixes do you bring to this island called Australia well wow. well i imagine i'm going to be pretty depressed being the only person on this island so i want to mirror that with the music I'm obviously bringing, oh, I can't decide which Scalar Night Drive mix, but that's obviously one. The second one is probably um, Innocence by Flume. And the third, 
is probably it's a track with burial and fortet. It's called Moth. So it's a 10-minute long song. They're, they're, they're the three songs I'm bringing. I dig it. Just vibing. Vibing. And there's, it's just night time the whole time. <laughs> night time the whole time in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. No daylight. I could just I could listen to all those things on repeat. I think that would be that you know that's the that's the thing. I am limiting myself by only bringing two songs and a mix and, and not doing albums instead. You know what? I'll just take the whole Flume Skin album. That's you know that seems fair enough. Well, we're curating our playlist right now as we speak with all the artists we're we're talking to. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. I, I yep. ask this question all the time, so maybe that's maybe not, we should should curate a playlist. Yeah, that's great. That's a great idea. I like that. Tony, put it, write it down. Put it on this. the docket. What? What do we we'll make? <laughs> you know that question I ask about the island? Yeah, is it for us? Uh, no. We're making a playlist. Yeah, so Haimanu's End of the World, Trapped on an Island, Electric Talk playlist. Yeah, Electric basically. Talk. Oh, yeah, because you've got the podcast, but you don't have like a playlist for... That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. And you just add in all their songs. That's lit. That's true. Speaking of songs, any last-minute projects that you have coming up? Anything important you want to tell us? Anything, you know, socially, anything, you know, just going on um, in your life? Um, yeah, project-wise, I'm just um, I'm thinking about releasing an EP. So that's something that I'm... That's probably, you know, all, all the tracks are pretty close to be doing. I'm not sure if I'm going to do them as singles or EPs. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, apart from that, just want to get these, these Skeller collabs out, a bunch of other collabs that I've got going on. want to get them out, like a bunch of the, bunch of the wave, wave lads. Um, yeah, just some more originals. Maybe do like a start a mix series or something like that as well. Could be fun. Um, but, yeah, just a, the other thing, dude, I really want to do and just, like, focused on at the moment is just like get me to fucking states you know get me over there please someone Tony um, you know what to do alright so we gotta line we gotta get a good amount of shows lined up for our boy and travel arrangements and then I think they'll approve it yes so let's just get we need we need we need someone who's just gonna say yes like yeah yeah 100% yeah yeah he's playing here on this date and here on this yeah, date yeah 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 I will this venue yeah exactly we just get I mean, I, I just recently uh, acquired the black box in Denver. I'll just yeah. sign the document. Yeah, well, that, well, that makes sense. Right? Hey, I'm all, I'm, I love running through loopholes in systems, especially systems <laughs> set, up, set up by the government. If I can find a loophole and exploit that, I'd I, I love to do that. So <laughs> totally down. All right. I love how you you, heard, think it, that you heard it here first, guys. You heard it here first. Love that. All right, man. Well, this has just been total joy. Lots of fun. Really glad uh, you came on the show. Sorry, uh, my computer takes like forever to boot up. Every computer I've like ever owned besides the one MacBook takes like years to boot up. And I've had a lot of computers. The government. (laughs) They know Um, what you're up to, mate. They're trying to slow you down. They don't want me to play World of Warcraft at eight years old for like 12 hours a day or something. Yeah, like in China, they're doing now. Oh yeah, that's crazy. That's oh wild, my god, that's honestly so. I mean, kind of good, I guess, but like also horrible at the same time. They just know they're bad at League of Legends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we can't have ourselves being represented this way. <laughs> All right, man. Well, oh, hey, thanks. No, thanks for having me on. That was uh, that was a lot of fun. For sure, man. Um, so. Thanks for stopping by and listening to this episode of Electric Talk, uh, sponsored by Wave Music. Uh, this was our fantastic and very driven and very just awesome guest, Hamanu. Running out of adjectives here. Let's go. He's just that kind of guy, you know? Um, but as always, <laughs> uh, it's just been <laughs> exhilarating episode of Electric Talk. My name is Tony. I've been Sean. Good night, gamers. And stick around to hear about some sick new deals from our partners. Let's go. Enjoy loud music. Exactly how much bass do you like in your face? Don't flirt with functions this festival season without eargasm earplugs.
Tinnitus is real, and so is the monster from under your bed. We're looking at you, Steve Aoki. So don't sleep on our 10% off discount code, Electric Hawk, with Electric Talk's newest partner's Eargasm. Dubstep sold separately.